friends and followers, and welcome to the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Marshall, and I got a, little, a few little updates for you at the top of the show today. Uh, a couple of fans reached out and pointed out that I hadn't mentioned either of these two milestones on the show. Uh, so here you are, fam, who reached out. Uh, we're doing it right now. And the first is to share um, recently published a new book. Uh, the book's called Personal Trainer and Wellness Coast, a guide to for fitness professionals beyond the gym floor. And that was a big, exciting stretch for me. I'm putting, putting a book out into the world of the fitness wellness space, into the overlap space, and trying to help people figure out their next steps in their career or kind of a way that I had bumbled through myself. Uh, the second one is launching a new aspect of my coaching practice. I'm going to be doing group coaching this fall. You know, I've been teaching workshops for a long time, facilitating groups in these you know, short-term ways, but this is my first time that I'm going to do a months-long you know, open enrollment to the public group coaching experience and really focuses around supporting wellness and well-being in a sustainable way in your lifestyle. Uh, and, and if either of these things are of interest to you, my website is darlene.coach. You can go find them there. But I'm kicking off this episode sharing about these two things that for me were both a new stretch, uh, a new way to reach my skills into something that I've thought about doing for a long time. Right? I've, I've been planning to write this book for a couple of years, a little scared of it. Um, I even like soft released it on my website and kind of put it out there and didn't tell anyone for a couple of days. I, I was nervous. Uh, and the group coaching to me feels like a, a big stretch because I'm going to have to market it in a different way than I've done in the past. And I don't always know how to talk about what I do as a coach because there's a lot of uh, facets to it. And it makes me feel a little squiggy to try, to try to market in that way. But getting both of these into the world and off the ground has required me embracing a shift in my own mindset. And sometimes as a coach, as a content creator, you can get inside your own head this belief that people think that you're perfect. People think that you have it all figured out, that if you're coaching people, if you're putting out a show like this, that you must have the answers dialed in already. Um, and, you know, spoiler alert, we just don't. We, all of us, are people in a process of life and living, going out there and growing and trying to figure things out because that's part of what makes it exciting to grow as a person. Um, you know, so the idea that as fitness professionals, as lifestyle professionals, as content creators, that we're just going out here and, and boom, you just kind of make something and it, it's magic and you never doubt yourself. My husband, Matthew, will tell you uh, that is not the case. My brain gets in my way all the time. And that's why today's episode so near and dear to my heart as a set of ideas, as a skill set that I personally practice, and as something that I teach my clients. Today, we're going to be talking about mindsets. Uh, specifically, we're going to be talking about the work of Carol Dweck. She is a psychologist at a Stanford University and largely considered to be one of the world's leading experts on mindset. You know, a lot of Dr. Dweck's work focuses on how we think about ourselves, right? Our self-perceptions and the ways that our self-perceptions, the ideas reflected about ourselves from the world affect our own behavior. Because what we think about ourselves is going to shift our motivation 
of what we think that we can do. And so Dweck is most famous for her work on mindsets. And I actually think that looking at mindsets, understanding how mindsets work and understanding how we can play with our own mindsets is one of the most powerful and important things that whether you're in fitness, you're in wellness, your positive psychology, your well-being, pick your label. If you are looking towards either guiding someone's self-development journey or you are in your own self-development journey, understanding mindsets is just absolutely huge to affecting your outcome. So begs the question, doesn't it? What's a mindset? Well, here's a quote from Carol Dweck herself in her book, Mindset. Quote, mindsets are just beliefs. They're powerful beliefs, but they're just something in your mind and you can change your mind, end quote. I love that quote. I live by that quote. I embrace my quote. Mindsets are beliefs. Our beliefs shape our reality from the inside out. What we think the world means and functions and does is going to have a deep effect on our behavior. And Dr. Dweck has identified these two primary mindsets, the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. And when you understand how these mindsets show up and play in our lives, you're going to start hearing this and seeing this in yourself and your own behavior. So a growth mindset is when we believe that our success is based on skills that can be developed, our tenacity, our grit, determination, and in building feedback loops that give us iterative opportunities for improvement. All right, so I'm going to break that down a little further. So people with a growth mindset, they see their struggles toward their goals as opportunities to learn more, to get better with time. They're looking to build systems that can improve over time. And they tend to also perceive themselves as lifelong learners, right? So learning isn't something that like, okay, I finished high school, I got my degree in college, I did whatever terminal education, wherever you are on that spectrum. And I believe there's lots of different paths that any of us can take towards success in terms of education. But a growth mindset person sees that as a process that does not end. You're just going to keep growing and learning. So that's a big foundation of a growth mindset is the person who continues to iteratively look for opportunities for improvement. You're listening to the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Arlene Marshall. Today, we're going to talk about how do you change your mindset? How do you grow? How do you move from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset? And right now we're talking about well, what does that even mean if mindsets are beliefs and these foundational mindsets of fixed and growth? A growth mindset person's looking to continue to develop their skills. They're seeing their, their mistakes as opportunities for learning, their friction, their resistance as feedback that they can use to iteratively improve so they can reach their goals. So in contrast to that is going to be a fixed mindset person. This is someone who believes that our success in life is based on our natural innate talents. That's actually the phrase that, that uh, Dweck uses a lot is innate. So, you know, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline, but being believing that you're born with it is a fixed mindset approach. And then this plays out in all of these other ways for the fixed mindset person. Because if you believe that your success is just something you're born with, 
Well, are you going to try the things that you're not soft quotes here naturally good at? Are you going to work through your resistance? Are you going to look for areas that you could improve and look for feedback and skills for iterative improvements? Probably not, because what's the point if success is just baked into the equation based off of whatever you're born and good at? So the people who make it as musicians are not the people that practice with grit and feedback. They're the people who just, you know, picked up a guitar one day and it's like their hands were kissed by the music gods. So let's play with this a little bit more because it, I, when I discovered growth mindset, it was just far more powerful than I understood at first. And as I dug into the deeper levels and came to really understand how it showed up in my life, it had a great ripple effect for me. So let's say we got a kid who's a senior in high school and they were raised with a really fixed mindset mentality that that kid is, is just not smart whatever that means in itself, that's a whole different uh, rabbit hole we could go down. But that kid's going to believe that mistakes and struggling with something is a sign that you're just not good at it. So what's the point? I'm not good at math. I'm not good at social studies or writing. And if you've got this fixed mindset that, you know, maybe you're good at shop or gym, but you're not good at math or science, that's very fixed in his mind that or her mind or their mind. Are you really going to organically try things? Are you going to strive? And so that kid is also going to have an idea of what represents smart again, soft quotes. So maybe are you smart? If you get a better than a B, if you get a B minus or a C, does that mean you're not smart? And then that kid is going to start comparing themselves to other kids who are doing better than them. How does that affect striving towards college? How does that affect investing toward their future? So we start to see this fragility showing up in the kind of risks that person's going to take or the ways they're going to push themselves. Are you only getting pushed as far as you can at something you're naturally good at? What happens when you hit the end of that tether and start to struggle? You know, I've seen this happen with college athletes who they're a star in high school, but they get to college. It's the first time that they're kind of middle of the pack because everyone's exceptional at that level. If they don't believe in a growth mindset, if it's fixed mindset, how does that show up when push comes up against shove? So now imagine we've got another kid, same starting points, same soft quotes again, natural abilities, but this kid gets raised with a growth mindset, a mindset that learning is progressive, how to learn from mistakes and setbacks, both of which are psychological skills and how to set up systems where you can have iterative improvement, where you could improve a little bit and then look for the next step and improve a little bit and look for the next step. So when that kid struggles, they're looking for ways to improve. If they get a bad grade, it's not a total failure. It's what could I do better next time? So then we're gonna push these same kids forward a few years. They're in their first real career jobby jobs. The first time they actually really care about what they're doing. So it's not just a job for a paycheck. It's a step in career. And those two people are given projects that are just a bit of a stretch in their skill set. Something that they're unlikely to succeed at immediately. So which do we think is going to grow from the challenge? Which young adult now is going to thrive 
in the opportunity to stretch their skills. I think it's pretty clear if we project these beliefs forward about what you're good at and how you respond to struggle that the growth mindset person is the one that's going to be looking for, okay, how can I step up here? What can I learn? Where can I get help? As the person who's fixed mindset and they start to struggle and you think, well, I'm just not good at this. I, I, I shouldn't have been given that project or I should be given something else that I'm actually good at. And now I want you to play that out over a lifetime. That's the power of learning to shift yourself from a fixed to the growth mindset. And the really important and powerful thing is this, is that the research shows that you can actually learn to create the feedback loops that shift your mindset. You're listening to the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Marshall. And today we're talking about, well, how do you change your mindset from fixed to growth? What does that look like? Because it's about so much more than education and career. This creeps into so many aspects of our lives. Think about it from a relationship perspective. If you, you know, spend a few years with someone, you start to really, you know, build a life together and then things start getting hard and you both have a fixed mindset that things are, you know, that's not how love works. That's not how marriage works. It's not what it's supposed to be like. Or maybe worse, one of you has that and the other one believes, oh no, it's growth, it's skills, it's iterative improvement. How stuck do you get in the relationship belief that things cannot organically evolve and that success is not built on skills? Either it works or it doesn't. Oof, that does not sound like a relationship that I know I want. I'm glad to say I don't have. Uh, So like I say, there's so much more to this. So growth mindset people have been shown to seek out challenges more because they don't believe that when they struggle that they're failing. They believe that they're being iteratively stretched to grow. Uh, growth mindset people are more likely to seek out feedback because they're less fragile in the belief that, you know, is the feedback challenging me or, or questioning how smart I am or is the feedback about helping me grow? So fixed mindset people also tend to see the success of others as threatening, right? Because, well, if those people are more successful than me, it's because they must be more talented or they're smarter so it creates the sense that you can't catch up because it's it's baked into the equation as opposed to just being an expression of that person's growth and process. So the growth mindset person also believes that people are in a process of life and living and so they're not so fragile around someone else's success. Fixed mindset people also want to uh, put this in quotes like seem smart. They want to appear smart so they're less likely to take risks. They only are going to do the sure things that they know they're going to win at, which means that they're not growing their skill sets. They're not changing their perception of how other people might think they can do. And they're far more aggressive in the the place of feedback. So growth mindset people are the ones out there. Like they're taking risks. They're learning from mistakes. They're rolling with the punches. They're better teammates. They're better friends. Uh, You know, and, and I want to call out this thing here. So much of what I've just said sounds like self-helpy, cliched, like, ooh, pansia, it seems like it's everything. But the science underneath all that self-helpiness is this, is growth mindset, is the mindset shift. So I want to take it back to that Dweck quote and bring this one step deeper before we moved into what do we do with it? The quote is, 
Mindsets are just beliefs. They're powerful beliefs, but they're just something in your mind and you can change your mind. I think that that is one of the most important takeaways whenever we talk about the psychological skills, whether we're talking about behavior change or lifestyle change or upward spirals, it doesn't matter. It's just something in your mind and you can change your mind. If you listen to the episode, Emotions or Information, I unpack growing up as being like the kid that was too much. And that along the way I learned that you are not your personality traits. You are not, um, you know, the, the static sentence of who people tell you you are as a kid. And when I learned, oh, I could learn about emotional intelligence. I could up my EQ, emotional quotient. Um, and I could learn how to regulate and communicate better with the world. It changed what was possible for me as a person. I don't know if I can stress that enough. I was on a trajectory in my life that was very limited because I believed that I couldn't get to a place of success because of the way that um, people had reacted to my personality growing up. This feels like that to me. Learning that you can change your mindset around your own possibilities and capabilities unlocks so much in as a coach, as a person, as a workshop facilitator, all of it. Because if your mindset is something that you are taught, that you internalize from your, your family of origin, from your environment of origin, and you can unlearn that and shift it to something else, if we get just a little bit more meta there, it starts with the belief shift that it's possible to do that. So you almost have to have a growth mindset belief that you could shift into a growth mindset for that shift to become possible, if that makes sense. Like it's a bit meta, but you got to believe in the possibility of changing your mindset and then changing your mindset becomes possible. Again, I know it sounds self-helpy, but there is hard research to back this up. You're listening to the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your home host, Arlene Marshall. We're talking about changing your mindset from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And let's, let's get to the, the meat here. How do you do it? How do you change your mindset so that you can carry forward with this new set of intentions? And the first thing I want to reference, Dr. Carol Dweck wrote a follow-up to her book, Mindset. Um, she wrote an article for the Harvard Business Review back in 2016, where she points out, Nobody has a pure growth mindset. Everyone has a blend of fixed and growth. And when we're able to embrace that idea that like, sometimes you're going to say things that are fixed at yourself or others. One, it gives you the freedom to like be a person, but two, you don't have to be perfect for this to work. You're just going to recognize where you're at right now and then strive toward more growthiness, right? Like try to shift that mindset, try to move in that direction. Because ultimately the growth mindset person's not trying to be perfect. They're just trying to be good enough to grow further in their lives in the direction that they want to. So the first thing I wanna share in terms of this idea of becoming more growth mindset is to focus more on process. Right? The growth mindset person is looking to make iterative process improvements. They're enjoying the process. They're getting curious about, well, what if I did it like this? What if I did it like that? How does that change my outcomes? 
And that's in contrast with a results focus. I only care about the achievement part. Because when we only care about what's my outcome, what's my results focus, we're going to be very fixed, right? It's very binary. Either I got the outcome or I didn't. Either I succeeded or I failed. As opposed to, oh, I learned something there. That was interesting and important. What if I do it this way next time? And then you get that iterative improvement. The to kind of branch off of that. So being process focused, but also getting curious. How could I do that better? What might that look like? What if I did it like this? And through that curiosity, it also opens you to feedback, right? Because the fixed mindset person, they don't want feedback. They're either smart or they're not. And so if you're showing up and saying, hey, what if you did it like this? What you're saying underneath to them is you're not good at that. I know more about that than you do. What if you do it like this? Growth mindset person wants a feedback because they're looking for ways to continue to grow and improve. And along with both of those things is celebrating your process wins. Oh, that was way better this time because we did it like this. I want to do it like that next time too. Cool. As opposed to only celebrating your outcome wins, which culturally in the West, we tend to just celebrate the milestones and not give a whole lot of backpats to your process outcomes. So this first big bundle of, of ideas here, I'm going to give you a quick review of them, is getting process focus, getting curious and looking for feedback to continue to improve that process and to try to enjoy improving that process. Hopefully you're doing something that you really care about, that you want to invest your time and energy in, and celebrating your process wins. Ooh, it worked that time. Cool. What did we do that was useful? Let's do that again. So that's a big bundle. Next is another kind of big concept idea that a lot of people have a strong reaction to. So brace yourself. It's letting go of perfectionism. It's letting go of the idea that perfect is even possible. Because being the best at anything is a kind of a big lie. How many the bests at anything exist in the world? But unique. You're going to be the only you that's going to exist. And so do you really need things to be perfect or should they just be an expression of what you're interested in and you're capable of doing? And a lot of people struggle with this. I want to really highlight that, that the perfectionism thing is a whole big bucket of stuff that people carry around with them. But perfect is going to be the enemy of your happiness and of your good work and of your growth and of your personal process of life and learning. So if you're able to focus on that process and then let go of the idea that you have to somehow show up and be perfectly smart and perfectly presented and perfectly anything, because it's also just kind of a big lie, like what is perfect? It doesn't really actually exist. You're going to build in feedback loops. Right, because you're not striving for perfect. We're just trying to grow and strive and, and learn. So having feedback loops of iterative improvement in whatever process you're doing. Like, let's say that it's about wellness. Let's say that you decide that the best thing for your wellness right now is to really work on your sleep. And you've read enough behavior change books. You've listened to this show. You know that you're not going to try to change everything all at once. You're just going to, like, try to make it a little better each time. And... So you're going to start with your waking habits. 
and you set an alarm and the first day you just snooze. You snooze all the way to your old waking time. You don't get out of bed. You don't go to the gym. You don't get your early sunlight exposure. You don't do your protein shake. You don't do any of it. Did you fail? Or is that an opportunity for you to go, oh, you know what I really need to do? I need to set up the coffee maker the night before. Because if I can smell the coffee, I'm going to get out of bed. Feedback loop. Cool. Set up the coffee maker the night before. Maybe also set out all of the protein shake stuff. Because then I'm not just going to skip breakfast because it's already out. Feedback loop. And looking for those iterative improvements. All right. We're almost there. This is a big one to me. And I think that those other ones are belief setups, right? Having a process focus, letting go of perfectionism, looking for feedback loops. To me, this one's the heart and the soul. How do you shift from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset? It starts with recognizing your fixed mindset phrases. Where do you either tell yourself in your mind or say something out loud that is so fixed mindset and you can start to catch it. So things like, I'm not good at that. Or, you know, my, my dad loves to tell this story about when he first went into the Navy. He grew up as a farm kid. He believed that he was not smart. Like the earlier example I, I said about kids growing up not smart, I think of my dad in that example. Um, he believed he was bad at math. He believed that he was kind of bad at everything because he'd had a home environment that raised him to believe that. Goes in the Navy, Vietnam era, uh, and as part of basic, they do all this testing, all basic training testing, and he ends up scoring really, really high in math and science. And then he qualifies for what at the time was one of the most elite units in the Navy, the Navy nuke unit. Anybody who's listening to this that's in the military is going to be like, oh yeah, 70s and Navy nuke. Mm. Um, and so my dad ends up qualifying to go to nuke school. It's like less than 1% of, of guys in basic are qualifying at that point. And it was through that process that my dad learned he was smart at all. And that belief shift in him changed how he would talk about himself. He no longer said, I'm not smart or I'm not good at math. It turns out my dad's actually like mechanically very gifted, but the world had taught him something else. And so he had to learn to believe it. So when we say these fixed mindset phrases, when we say things like, I'm not good at that, or I can't do that. I cannot tell you how many times as a trainer I have had clients tell me, well, I can't do that. And so it starts with being able to hear yourself do it. Ugh, today's going to be awful. This episode isn't any good. Fixed mindset phrases. And if you can catch yourself in that, all you got to do once you learn to do that is to add a phrase that opens up the end of the sentence. So I can't do that yet. I'm not good at that yet. I don't have the most popular wellness podcast in the country yet. And it's gonna, it would take work, right? If I decided today, right now, like I know my, my producers listen as I'm recording this, Eric, I want to have the most popular wellness show in the country. Let's make it so. That would take a lot of investment of time and resources and energy and skills and different things I'd have to learn in order to make that happen. Just like in the beginning, I talked about, you know, I had decided a few years ago, I wanted to write this book. All of the things that I had to learn in order to make that happen. 
And I could have told myself, I don't know how to write a book yet. I don't know how to change my nutrition yet. I don't know how to be more patient with myself and let go of perfectionism yet. Just adding that at the end shifts the mindset into believing that the growth is possible. So this episode, changing your mindset from fixed to growth, you know, it took us a hot minute to get here, but the core of it is recognizing when you're being fixed and giving yourself the opportunity to believe that growth becomes possible. It's not going to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be whatever the next step is for you on either your personal wellness journey or as a coach, a lifestyle professional, the journey of those you're trying to support and assist. All right. So we're going to leave it there. If you have any thoughts, questions, ideas, concerns, feedback, ideas for shows, um, I'm going to reiterate questions. I know I already said it, but we've got a question episode coming up and I would love to hear from you. You can find me out there on LinkedIn. Easy to find. I'm Darlene Marshall. Find me on Instagram. I'm darlene.coach. And now I'm on TikTok. Find me. I'm Coach Dar. Making that happen. If you are listening on any of the podcast networks out there, any of the podcast channels, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you are on YouTube, like comment, subscribe, don't leave us out. And of course, if you got something really valuable out of this episode and you want to support the show, share it with somebody, tell somebody about Better Than Fine. And then maybe someday we will be the most popular wellness show uh, out there. And that would be awesome. So thank you very much. Thank you.